Hi, Steve Addison here for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere in a lockdown world. Today we're in Orange County, Southern California, talking to Jenny and Rick Priato about how they're reaching their world in a time of crisis. Steve, we've had a, uh, a weekly study with some of our closest friends going through the book of Luke. And um, in the middle of this, we started shifting it to online. And there was a story from Jesus' ministry that just hit us really hard. And I feel like it's been the pulse of how we're operating in the midst of this. And so Jesus and his disciples uh, are on the hill and it's the feeding of the 5,000. And they get back from their success and they're really big for their britches. And they say to Jesus, Jesus, feed all these people. And he tells them, you give them something to eat. And um, what struck me is that in the midst of Jesus' three-year ministry, you've got these kairos moments, these opportune moments um, where the disciples could have chosen to sit in with the crowd or go to the town and get something to eat. But instead they took the kids bread and fish and they brought it to Jesus and they responded with faith. And um, I think what's really clear so far in the midst of this epidemic is that this is a Kairos moment for every Christian. And it's an opportunity to, um, you know, we could sit back and rest and relax and wait for this to clear. But um, we're starting to see God move, especially in here in California and in the Western world in a way that um, at least in the U.S., people haven't been this open since 9-11 um, to hear the gospel and to read the Bible together. Um, so, give us, some, give us some examples of where yeah. you've seen that openness, where you've seen God move. Yeah. So one way we've seen God move has been just through online discovery Bible study. So in a time when obviously we can't gather in homes, that's out of the question we've noticed that with the open receptivity in all these people's hearts, and it's actually not awkward anymore to reach out to someone that you haven't talked to in a while because everyone's kind of checking in on each other on social media. So um, recently, actually about two weeks ago, I reached out to my cousin on Facebook and just reconnected with her. We hadn't talked in a while and we ended up having a FaceTime discussion and we just, we're talking and I was sharing. I got to share my testimony and it turns out she's got this strong desire to go to church right now, but she can't. Mm-hmm. And, and so that led to us starting in this discovery Bible study over zoom calls. And so we meet actually about twice a week because we both have the bandwidth for that. We have nothing to do. And, and so we'll just read a story from the Bible and discuss it. And she's had almost no background with the church or with the Bible this is very, it's all very new to her. And she's just absorbing so well. Um, honestly, she is on the tipping point at the moment. I'm just praying that, that she would choose to follow Jesus. The only thing that's holding her back is that she doesn't know anyone else in her life besides me that's a Christian. And so just really praying for her. But what's been awesome is that even in the meantime, she got with one of her friends who is in the same situation, would love to know more about God, but has no way of knowing more about him. And so they've been actually reading the Bible together on their own 
as well. Mm-hmm. So just in the past, yeah, that's just two weeks. And already God has just done massive things in her heart. Um, I think we've noticed that, that that personal invite, just, you know, check in, how are you doing in the midst of this pandemic? And that's been leading to, you know, how's your heart? And then mm-hmm. leading to spiritual conversations that turn into discovery Bible studies. Um, we recently had a, a training, just there were some believers that really wanted to know how to lead a, a DBS. And so we trained about 20 folks and one girl walked away from that. And within two days, she'd had a Bible study with her friend and her friend's oikos, like sphere of influence. And this ended up being a gathering of four people. And two of them are actually from the Middle East, um, both Muslim, and were very keen to look into the Bible. And they're so excited about meeting again next week. Um, this girl got to just share really clearly the gospel um, after looking at a story about the sinful woman in the Bible and they were just listening and they had so many good questions. And again, they've got nothing to do that. One of them is a college student and classes are canceled. And so she just has all this time to really pursue these things. And just- when, when you say you train 20 people online, how to do discovery Bible study, what, what did that look like in terms of how, how did you train them? It was fun. You were really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we started by sharing a couple stories of our own personal dive into Discovery Bible Study. Um, so Jenny shared actually probably those same stories uh, about Annie um, and about the Discovery Bible Study leading to new people. So we started just casting vision by sharing stories of what God's doing. And then we modeled it. We just walked through it as if they were seeing it for the first time. Um, and we used, uh, we used, we've been using a story set called the Stories of Hope. And it's, you know, seven stories from Jesus ministry that are especially hopeful as far as people in broken situations. Um, and uh, I, I think the reason Discovery Bible study for us has become such a focal point right now, uh, we're not seeing decisions for Christ are going up tremendously right now, but everybody's willing to meet. They want to get together. They're craving that hope and that community with other people. And so once you get them in the Bible together, I mean, like in these stories, we're seeing people that their hearts are just being softened to the gospel every other day as they're going through the Bible. Um, so yeah, the training was just simple vision cast through stories and then model it. Um, mm. and usually when you said to- model it, we were the 20 people participating or were you just role playing? Yeah, no, we, we were participating all together. So it was, it was on a zoom call. Everybody's adapting. Um, you know, so we've been using zoom or other platforms. Um, but essentially you just start with the care question. How's everybody doing? Hmm. Uh, and you just walk it through with them. And then even for us, when we're doing these discovery Bible studies, we're filled with hope too. I mean, like we need the word, you know? And so even modeling it, we're getting to experience the word, you know, working on our own hearts. I mean, we have our oikos, you know, relational map of people who are close to us and far from God that we pray for every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the folks that are responding to meet with us are not those. They're, they're people on Facebook that we haven't connected with in a while. And we reach out and say, hey, how are we doing? So um, the story of Andy's, other, there's another one with the recovery group you should share. True. So another family member actually reached out on Facebook because her and her roommates are stuck in quarantine. 
they were exposed to someone with a fever. So they were completely on lockdown in their mm-hmm. house. Um, and she's actually in a, in a women's sober living home. She had a history of alcoholism and so are these other ladies. And so they're all there together. And she just reached out on Facebook and said, Hey, since we're in quarantine, could you give us some tips for how to study the Bible? Mm. We'd love to know more about the Bible. And so another DBS has started with her and her two roommates um, just as they're there because they, they need, they need hope. Like it's a desperate situation and they're just reaching out. Mm. Yeah. So that second tier of relationships, people that maybe you're not praying for every day, but you have some connection with just a direct personal message. Mm -hmm. How can we pray for you? Do you have everything you need? Um, And would you want to read the Bible together? So something that really was exciting to me is that not only is God moving in my oikos, like my direct sphere of influence, but he's brought in a few others. I put out something on Instagram a few days ago, just basically it was saying, are you wanting to share the hope of Jesus with those around you, but not sure where to start? And it was just like a kind of a yes, no. And a few people opted yes. And so one of these was a girl that I hadn't talked to in about two years. I used to work with her in the hospital in Florida. And so she's working as an ICU nurse and she really just wanted to have some tools. We had this FaceTime conversation after that. And um, she told me, I just, I don't even know where to start. Like I have, I have a lot of fear of sharing about spiritual things, but I really want to share the gospel and I've just never done it before. Um, and so we ended up, I trained her in the 411, which is again, just a really simple discipleship tool that shows how to share the gospel and and who to start praying for and sharing with. So she walked away equipped with that and right away turned around and trained her boyfriend in that same tool because um, he's a believer. And then they were together going to go and share the gospel with his parents who are far from God. So in just a matter of days, you know, the gospel got to travel to these people that I've never met. Um, and I've just been praising God. I haven't heard yet the report of how that went, but it really stoked the fire in this girl. And she's now going to go also train some other nurses that she knows because she feels like, we're on the front lines and we can offer hope to patients and coworkers. So let's do it. There's actually a training tomorrow. We were just planning for today. Um, one of the people who was on that original call, one of the 20 um, is now starting their own because they have about 10 friends that want to get trained. So mm-hmm. I'll just be helping out a little bit with that tomorrow. Again, same thing, just modeling it so people can get a taste of what it's like and then take it to their Oikos. One of the things that is, a huge advantage, if, if there are any, of this quarantine right now is uh, people feel very limited in their homes, mm-hmm. but the internet is connecting people in a way that has just felt weird before. Yeah. So one of the 20 mm-hmm. from that Discovery Bible Study training call turned around to her friend from Ireland and invited her friend in Ireland to do a Discovery Bible Study as well. And uh, so it's starting to multiply, not just in our geographic area, because your neighbor is just your Facebook friend right now. Yeah. Uh, and so at the, it's limiting, but at the same time, it frees you up to, um, you know, see this go viral. Yeah. And someone like Annie, you know, naturally responds with, well, nobody around me is following Jesus. So how could I? And so Jenny's challenge to Annie was, well, you, you're probably the answer to that. God wants mm-hmm. to use you to reach your friends. 
And so when Annie turns around and starts reading the Bible with her friends, well, now she's got a community forming. So when this quarantine lifts, she's going to have other disciples that she's been sharing with even before she's following Jesus. And uh, she'll have the beginning of, you know, new community, new church um, in her local area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think before, before this hit, somebody who is sowing the seed of the gospel really faithfully could see a new church start from believers, at least here in California, in probably nine months if they're very faithful. And what we're seeing is that these groups of new disciples are forming on the internet within two to three weeks right now mm. of beginning to share and engage faithfully. Um, and all of that with, you know, prayer and fasting and abiding, you know, deeper than ever right now. Um, but it's just, it's, it's kind of mind boggling how unprecedented this response is to uh, people willing to hear the word of God and, and hear the gospel. The first DBS lesson, we'll go through the story of the sinful woman. And at the end of the lesson, we'll share the three circles over Zoom, just drawing it, holding it up on a piece of paper. Or using the whiteboard function. Also. Okay. And so just for listeners, the three circles is a, a simple way to share the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll post a link to that. Yeah. And so at the end of this first Discovery Bible study lesson, The people who are participating have a choice. They can say, you know what? I want this right now. I want to follow Jesus. And then you can pivot immediately to discipleship. Well, the other option and really the the avenue we're seeing people take right now is I want to continue to read the Bible before I decide. Mm -hmm. And so you start working through these stories and there comes a point where the folks that we're sharing with are saying, okay, I'm in. And wherever that point is, you can then move toward, uh, we use the commands of Christ, but whatever your short-term discipleship plan is, move into that plan. And then your plan can be set up for healthy church, you know, to, to birth a new healthy church. Um, and so it's, it's being flexible and sensing the Holy Spirit and being responsive when people say yes to Jesus, you know, trying to be prepared to, um, to shift into your discipleship plan. Uh, tell us what's happening with uh, helping uh, existing believers do church online. What are you learning there? Yeah, well, you know, it started with a massive scramble. Everybody is in emergency church mode. And so a lot of people were, you know, whether they were using the three thirds or their church format was very flexible. They were able to pivot to online very quickly. And then they looked around and said, okay, we've got some opportunity here. What do we do next? Um, So within our sphere of relationships here, we've got some networks of churches that said, how do we lean in during this time? You know, a lot of them were meeting in homes, they've shifted to online and they said, okay, what's next? Um, And in the same way that you can get to church quicker, an existing church can plant a new church quicker right now. And so the leaders of these networks, we just challenge them to reach out to their folks and encourage them, pray with them to press in uh, to the harvest right now in the midst of everything that's going on. If you're healthy, if you're at home, like press into the harvest, share the gospel, start these DBSs and work the plan. Um, And our heart and what we're praying and fasting for is by the end of this, Every church in our network here in Southern California will have pushed down to the next generation. So if, if there's a church in um, our friend Bob's house, 
Mm. Like we're praying and fasting that somebody from that church would lead a new family member, friend to Christ and begin to gather a new church before this crisis is over. Um, and it, it's almost like there's extra gas to be poured on the fire all around us. If we can, you know, if we can take hold of it. Um, and the really fun part for me is that nobody's an expert right now. So, you know, we're talking about the tools we're using in the plan. Um, but, you know, we, we like to say when the fish are biting, they'll bite, you know. Um, and so anybody is, that's confident can start throwing some tools at the wall and seeing what sticks. And it's giving the folks we're training and coaching the freedom to experiment where they haven't experimented before. Um, and just a, a, another level of confidence because there's no fear of not working the system right. There's no system. There's no silver bullet for what works right now. Because just in my personal time with Jesus each morning, I've been reading a lot in Deuteronomy and the Lord has really been pressing it on my heart that just like the Israelites, they got to see these marvelous works that the Lord did in the wilderness and in the moment it was, it was enough and they were fed by that and they, they marveled and glorified God. But just like Moses warned them as they're about to step into the promised land, you know, you guys are about to be well fed and you're going to forget God. You're going to run to these idols of these other lands. Mm -hmm. And, and like this very severe warning, like do not forget what the Lord has done in the wilderness. And so I've just been relating that to this time. And also, yeah, just the Lord's really been pressing on my heart that we must not forget or walk away unchanged from this time Um, because it is, there's something that does feel very unprecedented about it and it's exciting. And yet how easy would it be to just revert back to our regular patterns when all this is, is over. Um, So just asking God to let us take the good that's coming from this pandemic and, and really cast that into the future and keep these same rhythms that mm-hmm. there'd be longevity for these DBSs and these new churches, they would survive um, and really thrive in health in the future. And that the ways that God's individually teaching us and giving us this fire, um, that that would stay even long after this quarantine is over. Visit movements.net to find the resources that Rick and Jenny referred to in episode 216. This is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.